Hello and welcome to Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. And I'm Amon Edwards. Let's get into it. We have a very special guest today. Actually, a person who, if <laughs> I didn't know we would not have this podcast today, she introduced <laughs> me to the wire. She is my Sparks leader. <laughs> so we got a lovely a- Alex Rivera Grant on. She's the director of uh, diversity inclusion here at the wire. Now, Alex. Tell us where you come from, your heritage, and what you're up to now. Yeah, well, thank y'all for having me on. I mean, I do remember Richie being in my little spark group. Um, <laughs> she hired like four of us. Like half the wire was hired yeah. because of uh, Alex's <laughs> Sparks group. Well, we, you know, the college, I got a lot of people here at the comm college. Yeah. I've given tours and everything, but you're probably one of my favorites. Oh, I'm not going to so. lie. We're her sparkling. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> my little sparkling no richie richie special richie different oh thank you <laughs> make sure the other ones don't listen to this yeah they, they're probably not listening it's okay i love them too just different <laughs> oh probably come on alice you gotta give us some credit with our viewership you're you right know? i mean you're probably my most famous sparkling at this point oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> man you're being out Andrew with the praise I got at the beginning of that episode. I mean, that's what I do. But yeah, you want to know a little bit about me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a senior here, so I'm about to peace out. But I'm glad I got one last hurrah here before I go. I grew up kind of in the suburbs of Chicago. But before that, I lived in kind of like a country town, definitely all over Illinois. I've never really lived outside of that. My mom, she lived kind of in Wheeling, Illinois, and for those who know like the Illinois area really well, it's now become a very like prominent Latin community. Um, my dad was actually born in Mexico, and he came here when he was a child. So I have a lot of like cultural influences in my life. My mom's mixed, and my entire mom's side of my family is all different. Um, everyone has their own little blend of cultural background and then my dad's side it's a little different just because most people are Mexican but still you know no one's got one thing we're all mixed with a little bit of something but definitely a Mexican side to me yeah I was gonna say um what country town did you live in um that you were talking about yeah so I used to live in Morris Illinois so where I live now I live in Arlington Heights and I was born there Mm-hmm. Um, and then I lived in Schaumburg, so I know you had Andrew on, he from there. So <laughs> I lived in Schaumburg for a little bit when I was probably like before three. And then from like three to 10, I lived in Morris, Illinois. It's so country. We had a, we had a corn fest. Really? <laughs> that was our, that was our big thing. We had a corn princess and everything. So a, a <laughs> it was corn country. Princess? Corn's underrated, man. Have, I love me some corn. Yeah, corn. Have you ever watched like Children of the Corn? I have watched Children <laughs> of the Corn. <laughs> Right, Richard, do you know what that is? I know Children of the Corn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the movie guy here. Come on. Oh, I'm, I'm just oh saying, man. I thought it was like one of those like underrated movies like Wrong Turn or something. I know you've mm-hmm. never seen Wrong Turn. I have not seen Wrong Turn. Have you ever seen Wrong Turn? I have the DVD, but I ain't seen it yet. Oh. <laughs> bro, wrong, it's like five wrong turns. It's just like amazing movies. How, why do they take five wrong turns? Wouldn't they figure it out after the first one? <laughs> <laughs> It was like it's not the same person, and it's not even really like a wrong turn. Like one of them has like a game show who's doing like a survival game in the woods, but they don't know that the wrong turn people are out there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's an amazing movie, guys. It's a great movie recommendation. So I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, they like, review. They're low quality, <laughs> they're, but they're it'd be the low quality movies that be like that be the best ones. Like you watch like Anaconda on like TNT. 
No, I, I've seen that. I you know what I'm talking about? You know how low quality that movie is? It's like the Sharknado type movie. Oh, okay, uh. yeah. <laughs> enough about enough about Monzo <laughs> movie taste. So first off, I want to talk about, so obviously you guys can't see Alex, she's Afrocina, and we had a conversation a couple weeks ago with Andrew, and Andrew's Afro-Latino, uh, Latino, but you guys look like completely different, and I feel like we try to box people into these races, and we talked to Avi about getting mistaken for being Middle Eastern and all that. I want to ask, do you get mistaken for different <laughs> races a lot, and do people like assume yeah. your heritage a lot? Oh, always. You know, that's people's favorite game to play is assumptions, so I get mistaken. I'm very, like, I know y'all can't see me, so I'll do a little description <laughs> of myself. But I got like loose, probably like level three curly hair. Those who know hair, you know, you know what I'm Wait, talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and it's it, it well, mine's <laughs> level. is level like, one. Yeah, like my hair yeah. is it's the really like a number than a letter. Yeah, because like I'm four C, which is basically like fresh off the boat. But yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. see, like I curled my hair one time and like. It went straight, like, back to straight, like, two So you seconds. probably a zero. I'm <laughs> definitely a zero. Like, my hair, there's no curls. It won't even, like, like get messy, like, that messy, curly, like, anything. <laughs> it just, like, completely falls. Like, I, like, I, if you find, like, don't brush my hair, it just completely falls, like, straight, like, always. Like. <laughs> yeah, my my hair stay curly. It just, it's, like, kind of, like, sometimes a ringlet, but most of the time it's just, like, the spiral. A little loose, sometimes tight. My hair goes through cha- changes. Um, as I got older, we could talk about hair all day, but <laughs> we should probably move on. And yeah. I'm, you know, light skin because my mom's mixed and then my dad, he's kind of light skin too. Um, so I get mistaken a lot of times for Puerto Rican because mm-hmm. I look, people usually can tell I'm Latin. They usually assume just because, you know, I give off that vibe and like the stereotypical Puerto Ricans that are always put in movies and TV shows usually have like the similar appearance. Like you look at like, they probably cat look at West Side Story even like <laughs> <laughs> the new one that came out. I haven't seen it, but you look at like people like that, or even in the Heights and the girl who they picked mm-hmm. to play like the Nina character. Like that's who people think when they look and see Puerto Rican people. Like they think all Puerto Rican people look like that. So lots of Latin people think I'm Puerto Rican. Otherwise, I've gotten mixed with black and white, which I get too because well, I know lots so. of people. It ain't so black <laughs> and white. <laughs> so you know, like. No one ever really, like, completely gets it right. But I'm not really, like, so hung up on it because as long as they kind of, like, get it a little bit, that's kind of all that really matters to me. Isn't Puerto Rican a mix between, like, black and Mexican? <laughs> Puerto Ricans would be very mad if they heard you I'm say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I could have sworn that's what I thought it was because it's like a little <laughs> island right off the, like, bottom of, like, uh, like central america like i feel like there's so much yeah i feel like puerto ricans because we have one friend here who i thought she was just white mm-hmm. and she's puerto rican but then i grew up like most famous puerto ricans of course roberto clemente <laughs> where i come from and like he's he looks, looks black like it's yeah. just, like that diversity like how, how yeah. you can tell and uh shout out to roberto clemente we we don't talk to about him enough what did I call him that time? Yo, Berlin. Alberto Cologne or something. <laughs> I was like, and then you, and I don't know if you know anything about Clemente, but he's like the king of Pittsburgh. Uh, and when we went to Pittsburgh, we talked about this episode. He's everywhere. So like when I think of a Puerto mm-hmm. Rican, I think of him. So I think of like darker skin rather than lighter. That's always the conception is either like usually like a light tan color to darker skin. 
And I would say the similar for Cubans, we say like come in every shade of the rainbow. So you can have a really light skin Puerto Rican, but you can also have a really dark skin Puerto Rican as well. And the biggest reason for that is because Puerto Rico kept getting taken over by a bunch of different people. So obviously Puerto Rico, this is sometimes known, but not always known. Puerto Rico is a part of the U.S. It's not a state. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to get yeah, Puerto Rico to be a it, state. It should but be. It's crazy <laughs> it that be. they pay all of our taxes and they're not a state. Yeah, we're just trying to get them their voting rights. But you can tell because it's always like some people will have more African blood in their familial lines, where some will probably have a little bit more of like the Spanish conquistadors. So it kind of differs depending on the specific person. Um, I know plenty of Puerto Ricans who look all completely different. That's why it's so hard sometimes to tell with like Latin people. You never really know because they could have a little Spanish in them. They could have like African, especially with slavery. I mean, it went like all over in there. So there were like people who came from Africa who went to Puerto Rico and like Dominican Republic that's why like you see a lot of Dominican people who are a little bit darker skinned as well but I mean it just it adds to like the I'm trying to think like the tapestry of like Latin people because it's like you can't just have like light skin or dark skin like they are in every color and every shade and I think because of the way the media portrays them often you just think it's all like that caramely, like tan color. Yeah. Or like a Camila Cabello. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's such a big area of the world. And we all box them into like one thing, even though how big South America, then, oh, well, it's actually anything southern of the United States of America, you call that. And that's such a big area. And like, you see that other places like Asian, like we had an Avion and he's Indian, but he's also Asian technically. But when you think of Asians, you just think of, uh, people around the sea of japan from like japan the coast of uh china then like korean when you think of asian people but that like includes a lot that includes most of russia too like Mm -hmm. yeah that is true you said your mother was mixed what is she mixed with yeah so my grandfather on my mother's side he came from belize um so he is black um and he came here from belize to america like in his 20s and then my grandmother is white so I don't I don't really know where she came from. They say Hungary it might also be like Ireland. Not really sure. But <laughs> Shout out to Ireland. <laughs> it's probably Ireland because we got a lot of red hair. Let's go. <laughs> we got listeners in Ireland. <laughs> On St. Patrick's Day, I bet they definitely say it's Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very Everybody's true. Everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. It's funny how she like um. It, like when we say like mixed in America, mm-hmm. like we we only normally mean one thing. And that's black and white. But it ain't so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know how many times I've been talking to people like in, a, in like regular life, and they know I got a podcast, and I'll say something, they'll be like, but it ain't so black and white. <laughs> I'm like, bro, can you just please stop? Please? That's because you're famous now. <laughs> I wouldn't would say famous. Fame's really changed you, man. Ain't it, man. <laughs> also, well, we well, ain't got paid yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking about, you know, you're after the mm-hmm. team, but you're also a woman, and it is... Women's History Month, <laughs> yeah, and it was also just Black History Month. And you're part of both those cultures, and I just want to ask on a bare bones level, like, what does it mean to you have like a month to celebrate your heritage and your history? I think it's it's definitely special. I mean, obviously, we can talk about Black History Month having like the shortest month of the year, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and how in Women's History Month, a lot of like the Google searches are like Men's History Month. When is Men's History Month? Yeah. Um, but I think it's just like, for me, the months are there, but 
I'm 24-7 who I am. I I love, like, being a woman. I love being a woman of color. It was something that was always, regardless of what other people said to me, something that I always took pride in. And I was never made in my family to feel, like, bad about the mix that I was, even though I only have one other person in my family who has the same mix as me. And even then, we don't look anything alike. So I think it's just, like, it's pride at the end of the day for me. Like, I love... Women's History Month because we can celebrate, especially International Women's Day. Um, I love seeing women do wonderful things. I love seeing them blossom and grow, especially women of color and black women. I know so many black women in my life that have just like gone through so many struggles because of who they are. And that's just my mom. She always told me growing up, she was like, look, like as a black woman, as a woman of color, you are going to have to work twice as hard to get anywhere in life to get to where everyone else has to be and that like really stuck with me even when I was a kid because it's just like I saw how much my mom struggled even like within her own culture and stuff so it's just always feeling a sense of pride for who you are and what you believe yourself to be man that's pretty cool <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I've ever would have like woke up and said man I got pride in being black mm -hmm. but like now that I think about it I do Cause like I remember, like it'll be something that playing on the radio. Like I remember, I played a song for Richie, and I was like, "Man, this is a sad song." And Richie was like, "I don't like it because he's yelling at me." I played. Like, I don't know if you ever heard like NBA YoungBoy, but mm -hmm. he got a song called "Lonely Child." Yeah. And, and on the song, he wasn't even yelling. And Richie was like, "He's yelling at <laughs> me," <laughs> but it's a sad song. I was like, "Bro, you don't get it because you're white." <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say it's a sad song, but my point—I don't want to get into it—but <laughs> my point is like when you think of like a melody, like something sad like that, like music doesn't need lyrics to make you sad because on the music standpoint, like it also has to make you sad because there's a lot mm -hmm. of songs that make me sad that don't have any words, aren't telling you anything. But I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> that it's not even a song. That's more like a beat. It's like an <laughs> instrumental. You know, it's like classical music. You ever like watch a movie? They got the scores, you know, no lyrics, like. Songs don't have to have lyrics. You, you talking about like the drawing out emotion? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and scene feels more powerful because of what they chose. To you put never with seen it. like an orchestra or anything, Amon? Yeah, I mean, but like they do that for all movies. Like, think of scary movies. Scary movies mm -hmm. got it. Like, imagine yeah, watching no, a Michael Myers movie without the doom, 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 doom. Like, it, <laughs> and the that's music. A song, though. That's, yeah, that's a song. It has no lyrics, and it's forced, it's uh, conveying emotion. But I, I don't know if I necessarily call it. A song, I'd call it like a like a guy playing the piano. Okay, <laughs> it's my my nana would be killing you right now. She would be screaming right now if she heard you saying something like that. Oh yeah. man, I, you better hope she doesn't listen to this episode because you met her at Thanksgiving, so you know her. <laughs> man. Wait, listen, listen, listen. I just looked up the definition of a song. <laughs> It says a short poem or other set of words set to music or meant to be sung. So yeah. by definition, that is not a song. That's an instrumental, bro. It's that music. <laughs> that is a <laughs> music. Yeah, but so yeah, they, they would classify it as an instrumental. Mm -hmm. wow. That's it. That's an instrumental. That's <laughs> Just like words without music or without a beat is a cappella. <laughs> 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 spoken word. <That's>, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm not getting into that. I don't think we're very qualified people <laughs> talking about music. Yeah. Hey, speak for yourself, man. I was in music for a long time. Yeah, speaking of that, like, what what kind of music were you in? 
I did a lot of choir, so I was in choir. Uh, I did band in middle school, and my band teacher told me I should quit. Really? So <laughs> I did quit because I was really bad at playing the saxophone. Saxophone? <laughs> I wanted to be like Lisa Simpson. I, I, was, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, are you like Lisa off the Simpsons? I mean, I wanted to be. Did I successfully do it? No. <laughs> Man, and and she like literally told how how did that conversation go to her? Well, we were in our practice, him? and he was just like, "Alex, I don't think band is the right fit for you. <laughs> you should quit." And I was like, "Okay, Mr. Barry." I would have <laughs> I, I quit. I would have been hurt. I would. I feel that's like one time I was at like football practice, and like there was a guy on the football team, and the coach just walked up to him. He was like, "Man, you sure you don't want to do nothing else? <laughs> and you don't, you don't want to like go to school?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dang, that just hurt. Well, yeah, it was, it was, I, I might have cried a little bit. <laughs> I won't lie. Well, you may um, not be the saxophone player like Lisa Simpson, but you are pretty successful speaking wise. And you have yeah. a role that was created last year at The Wire. Do you want to explain to our audience a little bit? Yeah, so I'll give you a little bit of history on that. So I would say last year, I was talking with our executive director about the potential of having a town hall because we do town hall forums every now and then where we pick a topic and we'll kind of get speakers to come in, a panel, and we'll invite members of the community to kind of come and take in this forum. Mm-hmm. If they have any questions or things they want like brought up, we would talk about it and kind of just go over stuff like that. So I was like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be if we got like president level to do like a town hall on diversity and inclusion um so that was like the, what I first like was talking to her about and then we ended up turning it into an idea to do a town hall forum and obviously it was COVID so like we knew we weren't going to do it in like Hellfair Theater or like in Weasel or anything like that mm-hmm. um so we were like okay let's do it and we'll do TV so we were like let's get everyone together do this production make it happen get our guests to come on. We got student leaders of color um, and the student leaders from the LGBTQ Resource Center and GSA um, to kind of just come and talk about campus, their experience, things like that. We got some professors. Um, Unfortunately, administration did not reach out to us to come (laughs) on to our town hall, but it was okay. Um, So we still did it anyway. And then actually I did it with Andrew. Um, We kind of like wrote a thing together at the end of it to kind of talk about diversity and inclusion and what it really like means not only to us but just like in general Mm -hmm. and moving forward from that they decided to as an organization the wire adopted a justice equity diversity and inclusion statement so our jedi statement and they were discussing creating a position to get very star wars i had to do the the acronym in my head (laughs) (laughs) very luke skywalker of me um (laughs) I'm a little bit of a Star Wars fan. Oh, <laughs> well, me and Amon are huge Star Wars fans. Oh, just a little bit. I've seen all the movies, but <laughs> have you though? Have you seen like the little fillers? Like I haven't watched like uh, the TV shows, but oh, I've watched okay. all the movies. Mandalorian's I fantastic. I mean, Who's I've watched watch it, like Solo. I did not watch Solo. That was the only one I didn't watch, and I wanted to watch it. And it actually came to the Varsity Theater, and I missed it. Oh, um, so I still got to watch that good. one. But I've seen all the other ones. I'll and TV shows, not so much. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll say I'm not really, like, a stan of anything, but Star Wars, I definitely <laughs> am. And Star Wars. I want a trip to Disney, and I can't wait to get my lightsaber down there. I, w- I will say I do want a lightsaber. What did you do, win the Super Bowl or something? <laughs> no, my mom always... <laughs> 
<laughs> my mom's been on a winning streak, man. We always are entering these raffles, uh-huh. and we won a family trip to Disney. We won a two thousand dollar gift card for wow. uh, Spirit, Air- or not Spirit, American Airline. Uh, she won a year supply of wine. The computer I use now, we won in a thing called Basket Apples with a bunch of <laughs> apple fries. Like, my mom just keeps winning. Shout out, to, shout out to my mom. I'm going to need your mom to get me in a sweepstakes. Yeah, be, she, felt, she felt bad for that she kept winning. So for the air, for like the $2,000 gift card, she entered it as my dad's name. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Man, mm-hmm. I need her to like help me like. I need her to like touch me while I write my personal statement for <laughs> that this. That sounds like, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to back to yeah. Alex's. <laughs> we'll go back into it. So yeah, so the Jedi statement um, was something they drafted, and then moving forward from that, they started talking about a position to kind of match the statement, because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to just say words and not back it up. Um, so they brought me in to kind of tell me that this was happening and I was like I think it's a great idea Um, I think it's really gonna revolutionize what we do because we are storytellers at the end of the day Um, and having something like that would be a great way for us to kind of move forward and advance in the world of journalism and production and so they encouraged me to apply and I am the first ever editor of diversity and inclusion at the Marquette Wire. So we we out here making history. <laughs> so what does a daily life um, include of for a director of diversity and inclusion? Yeah, so I'll be in the newsroom. So we have things that we do every week that are kind of just set in stone. So every Monday we go to late night. And that's where we produce our Marquette Tribune, so the newspaper. And I will go in after my classes. I might go home quick to, you know, get a bite to eat because I'll be there late. And I basically just read stories that may have, like, that may need just a little bit of checking. So I'll go through, make sure we're doing inclusive language, make sure we're diversifying our sources so we're not just sticking with, like, all College of Comm students or all, like, white students. Um, if there's like problematic language and anything, go through and check that. Make sure we're being respectful, especially when we're talking about things like sexual assault and things like that. Just making sure we're using correct terminology because it is a heavy story. We don't want to make anyone uncomfortable with the stuff we put out. I'd yeah. be the worst person <laughs> ever to be on your thing because Richie gets on me all the time about the things that I say, and it's just like. I'd be bad. <laughs> He's better than the podcast. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, it's never like. We're never expecting anyone to be perfect. I don't expect myself to be perfect. No one ever expects me to do, be perfect, know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically just like a mentoring thing. And then same thing for the shows. I know Richie, you probably, I say Richie sometimes my assistant because he be helping me out on sports <laughs> shows on Tuesday <laughs> with diversity and inclusion because I'm just not a sporty girl like and that. If anybody knows me, anytime you talk NBA or NFL, I got to get my two cents. <laughs> yeah, so he always is like, guys, like, We've been talking about the Bears and the Green Bay Packers for too long. Like, change it up. I know. They're <laughs> the most boring teams. Like, the oh, ba- don't let Amy hear you say that. I'll say the Packers are a little better just because they have Aaron Rodgers. But the Bears, if you ever watch a Bears game, don't. Don't do it to yourself. It'll make you hate the game of football. I mean, Aaron Rod- I mean, the Packers are going to suck this season. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. But back to what you're talking about. Yeah. Else. So, yeah, like – Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are our three MUTV shows. So we have sports, news, and then entertainment. So I'll go to all three shows, or sometimes I might miss a show if I have like something else going on. Oh, and slacking. I'll, 
<laughs> I have not missed. Don't want to watch my great workout. Oh my goodness, Richie! I'm always there to support you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I'll just watch the show. We have another position called the content coach, and she does fact checking. So her and I will watch um, in the back row while Richie's doing all his technical directing, changing all the camera shots and stuff. And I, <laughs> I kind of do just, more than that. <laughs> you, you do more than that, but she's like, I do more than that. Don't do, don't sell you, me. you direct too. You right, you right. But you know, you're you holding it down up there. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to say you don't. <laughs> Why would Richie be killing it? I heard Richie's a superstar of the production oh, team. Thanks, guys. Yeah, he he's doing all that and watching. I think that's the thing that I love the most is people are really taking the things that we've like implemented. Mm-hmm. And doing it themselves. So like Richie bringing up stuff during critiques because we do critiques after every show or other people like producers being self-aware about things that were in their package. Maybe they didn't use someone's correct pronouns or something or their name was mispronounced or spelled wrong. Mm -hmm. They're very aware of the things that they're doing and very open about being honest about their mistakes. Mm, That's why Richie's such a stickler. (laughs) <laughs> like everything I say, Richard be like, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it actually, you've seen, I've seen the change at the liar. I mean, people definitely point out a lot more. And when you're doing news, you have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are gonna see it. You have to yeah. make sure you say stuff right and diversing the diverse. I'm just can't talk right yeah. now, but <laughs> making the sources more diverse yeah, is definitely a big yeah. thing. And uh, especially with the interviews on the street, because you know, it's like before, I feel like it was just like mostly white people in Amon, because Amon gets interviewed all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> I know. if you guys ever watch MUTV, Amon's always getting interviewed by somebody. It's probably just because he can't shut up. But <laughs> that is true, man. I, I, like, I remember when I made my first Instagram post about the podcast, like, the, one of the things I said in the caption was, tune in and listen to me put in my two cents that nobody <laughs> wants to hear. Yeah, but it's definitely now you see, like, you see the more diverse sources and it's getting to the point where you just don't notice how like diverse, how like, like, I don't want to say like PC, but like PC it is because like, it's just becoming the new normal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And we talk a lot about like, cause we have like people who like faculty members who work with us who are older mm-hmm. and they talk about like their struggles with like politically correct language, inclusive language, stuff like that. And even some of our staff members, I never like my goal is always I don't want to make anyone feel bad about the things that they don't know. Mm -hmm. I know not everyone grew up the same way I did. Everyone has a different set of experiences. So I may have been told something else was correct where someone else might have said like maybe like a certain word that's outdated and not used anymore is what they grew up with. So they don't know any better. And that's kind of like unlearning and checking your own unconscious biases so that you can be a better journalist, can be a better storyteller, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, because it's like, we're not, this is a predominantly white institution. I'm not gonna lie about that. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Um, but it's never an excuse. You're like, part of the other, though. <laughs> I am a part of the other. <laughs> yeah. But it's still like, it's just like, you look around, you see that. And regardless of like, the stuff that's like posted or stuff that's like sent out to students like we know that we recognize it and it is getting better but I mean it's slow so I always say it's like if you can't find students of color it's because you're not looking Mm. I have a question Mm -hmm. actually so since you're the um the president of diversity 
I'm like Richie. It's okay. You can call me the EDI. The EDI. We've also mm-hmm. switched like the first word every time we sit there, like editor, <laughs> then to director. Then to president. <laughs> That's okay. Right. As long as you're getting, uh, as long as it's like a higher up role, I feel like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give her more respect each time. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, so since you're like the EDI, mm-hmm. what's your, um, like how, do you have like white people that are in your EDI? So ter- technically, I'm a one person. I'm oh. a one. I'm a one man band. Oh, one so, man <laughs> Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. everyone works with me, and I work with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but this specific position, it's just one person. Okay. So I will do my own research, like on the side, to make sure I'm keeping up with like inclusive language, anything that's changed, because obviously we have to follow like a style book for like journalistic writing um ap style for those who are in journalism so i have to make sure like okay if we change like freshman for example we mm-hmm. changed it to first year um and like i know some terminology in sports like attack men we changed to attacker which that was changed before i became in this position oh. but like things like that like so we're monitoring like what we can change that follows within the style books and also there's so many style books now written by like journalists of color journalists of different identities gender identities sexuality so just staying up to date on that so that we are using the best terms to describe people and we always ask like someone may want to be labeled as indigenous versus mm-hmm. native okay. so like just making sure we're making people feel comfortable with the way they're being represented i want to ask what's the most common mistake you see the freshman thing the freshman always thing. the freshman what thing. do people like find it offensive to be called a freshman no 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 no. it's just like using the f- term freshman oh that's the problem with it that's why we changed to first year i feel like i feel like i feel like that gets so uptight about that because like when we refer to like humans we we mm-hmm. might call them like when, when uh what's his name neil armstrong stepped on the moon he was like one giant leap for man. <laughs> one small step for man. One giant yeah. leap for mankind. Mm. Yeah, so it should have been like all kind or something like that. Because I, I don't even, because like the word man isn't mm-hmm. like, it depends on what language you're using, but like the general term of man means like the whole like race, like the whole species of people. Yeah, because yeah. like, I always thought it was like short for like human. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what I thought too, like human. And then like, whoa. I was yeah. always taught like all men are created equal. I always thought that's not just like, men or i'd be a much worse person right now but (laughs) well we can if you want to talk the specific all men are created equal that was always meant to just be men yeah but (laughs) when it was white men because i was three-fifths because it was okay you were three-fifths i was three-fifths i remember my mom said we were watching the show scandal with carrie washington and she was like don't touch that document olivia it says you're only three-fifths of a person <laughs> man, I'm telling you, man. It's just like well, it's a, all white men from England. Yeah, so <laughs> from it's, that time. it's like white. It, when you're talking about that specifically, it was white men, white women, then like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, just like the sophisticated animals out there that pick mm-hmm. our kind. But I was saying, modern day, when my dad taught me every man's created equal, it was <laughs> all all people. Yeah, <laughs> and that's we're not trying to change like the whole like human or mankind thing. Mm-hmm. I think with first year, like you look at the other words for the years, and it's like sophomore, junior, senior. Uh, so it's like okay, okay. we're already like kind of there. It's just like having the word freshman is just like mm. so we're just like let's change it to first year, and that's actually it wasn't started by us. I'm almost positive I got that from Yale. 
Um, Because I was trying to look up some other stuff on like inclusive language, like underclassmen and upperclassmen. We're still trying to figure out underclassmen, but for upperclassmen, we say like upper level students. Um, But lower level students? Well, lower level students just sounds bad. So we're trying (laughs) to find like. We're trying to find yeah, a better. Sounds like you're calling them dumb. Yeah, so that's why we're trying to like figure out another term, or just waiting for one of like the journalistic organizations to coin a new term. Inferior? No, 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 no. Inferior would be even worse. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say, do you like since you're in diversity and inclusion and have mm-hmm. like a lot of stories posted? Do you find yourself like um, not picking like white stories? Because like I know, for example, like a lot of. Like since Marquette is like majority white, like a lot of white people are always like, "Hey, Amon, I want to be on your podcast." And my immediate thought is, "You're white." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is actually uh, thought. We talked about that with Andrew too about he was picked for stories that were like Black Lives Matter and about black people. But yeah, for this podcast, we also do that. Like we want to represent different groups. And like Mm -hmm. Amon, the one time texting, he's like, "I have these two. uh, My friends are both girls. They're both white. Do you want to be on?" I'm like. Oh no, no no they're not white. Oh I thought they were. Okay. No. 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 Like oh. one is half white. She's like oh. Samoan and white and the other's Mexican. This was also during Black History Month. Oh yeah, it was during Black History Month. <laughs> so but I would say we don't stop. Like it's not like we're not going to go for like stories that are about white people because there are like white organizations on campus. I wouldn't say specifically white organizations <laughs> on campus cuz that's but like you look at like greek life for example there's a lot of sororities and fraternities that are historically white Mm -hmm. and they have may have students of color within them but like you look at them and you're like yeah that's pretty white whereas like you have like your like divine nine like historically black greek life and then like your multicultural greek life as well q dolls that's that's (laughs) sad i I want to make a statement real quick as a white person, I hear this opinion a lot. Oh, I forgot he was white. <laughs> but something I hear a lot from a lot of conservatives uh, is about, oh, well, now we're not getting the representation. Oh, now you're discriminating against us. Really? And you hear people say that? Oh, I hear you have all it? the time. I've heard that too. No, I've people heard say that. it Who all else? the time. Mm-hmm. And then they'll complain. You talked about Women's History Month. Oh, why is there not Men's History Month? Oh, Black History Month. Why is there not a White History Month? And, and for the record, Men's History Month is in November. Is it? It's just not celebrated. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to start celebrating. Yeah, me and mom, we have a Man History Month. <laughs> my timeline get flooded with people looking back at their behinds but, in March. Uh, <laughs> I might put on gray sweatpants during November or something. But what I want to say to that, first off, is white's not really like a culture. There's no mm-hmm. white yeah. culture. If you ask me about my heritage, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm white. I'm going to say I'm Irish and Italian. Those are the groups that represent me. Like, being white, I have nothing in common with a white guy from Kansas. And uh, <laughs> saying that we're underrepresented is like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to know where have you heard these statements. Oh, bro? you hear it all the time, Amon. I just don't know where you I've heard this <laughs> a thousand times. People making these dumb arguments, and it's just like we've had so much. Re- we've been the only people represented <laughs> for so long, and it's not in like you might have like say like oh you have to go out of your way to like diversify stories, and it might be a little weird now, but eventually it's gonna that'll just be the new norm so you won't really have to think about it i hope i hope that it just becomes a new norm but i think it's like that but like 
to say that white people underrepresent you like I just and like you look <laughs> at the like and you say that like oh maybe like they'll say that about the media and they'll say that about the government too sometimes when they're like oh now he's like uh Afri- was uh Kamala Harris she's oh yeah Kamala a person Harris, of color it's a vice mixed, yeah yeah vice president that was like a big push you say and I heard people saying like oh what they don't like white people on red like what's wrong with a white person and all that and it's like what did you hear sightings oh my god Simone, you hear the craziest bro, things I don't, you must follow like you uh, kkk twitter <laughs> or something no <laughs> you hear because they're like <laughs> i have no idea like you know they got black twitter because it's a big thing it's a big thing when there's a person of color so they make yeah. note of it and it's not just the norm because how everything's been white for so long so it is a big deal when a person of colors and that so you always get mm-hmm. that backlash and just to say like oh my god to say white people are underrepresented <laughs> like uh, and like the they are underrepresented in some areas I, like the nba well yeah <laughs> and like the batman that just came out that got a lot of criticism mm-hmm. because cat will jim gordon wait, time out, time out. wait stop it we're not gonna talk about it I haven't watched the movie. Oh wait, yet. I haven't. I'm not spoiling. I'm not spoiling. spoiling. Oh, I'm just oh, talking oh. about the actors because oh, Ben Shapiro okay. made a big criticism about this. About oh, we don't need how, to talk about Ben. Shapiro. I'm not gonna talk about, but a lot of people agree uh, with this about how people like oh, Catwoman and uh, Jim Gordon are both black. You know, I'm pretty sure uh, Zoe Kravitz she's mixed, so uh, it's not really like that. But like, and they're like oh, and they want to frame the black people as the good people and the white people as the bad people because all three villains are all white. But like, the main character is still white. Like, well, did they think the Joker was black? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. It's because they're like, oh, they want to vilify uh, white people, which I could say you could make a case for Italians because, of course, the bad mobsters, Italian guys, and my grandma, my nana, she would uh, have a lot to say about that. But, <laughs> but like to say that, it's like for so long, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just been constant white people and like the main character. Is still white and like, who cares if they're a good actor? If you're they're mm-hmm. a good actor and culture is not meaningful to the character, then it doesn't matter what race they are. And Catwoman's been black in the her first appearance of live action, the Adam West show. She was black, like oh Halle Berry. <laughs> no, it wasn't Halle Berry's. Oh, uh, she had the movie though. Kits. What's her first name? Uh, very famous. Something Kits. Something uh, Kits. Yeah. Wait, wh- what? In the '66 Batman. 66 in the ninth, yeah. Oh, the original, alive. the original <laughs> Catwoman was black, and then Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was gonna say this though. Um, Dr. Umar, <laughs> you already know it's gonna be. We talk about Dr. Umar so much. <laughs> him you, him and Dave Chappelle pop up the most. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, the scene is gonna be good when it starts off with Dr. Umar. So, Dr. Umar made a point, and like, I can't like unsee it every time it's like a black led movie. Like a superhero or something like that, they always got like a super savior white dude. Like think of Django, white yeah. savior movie is a big dude. thing. Or um, or even like uh, well, all the Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, you like see Samuel Jackson Green Book, that one Best Picture. Uh, mm-hmm. like there's so many movies like that, and that's another problem in Hollywood is you can't have a character just be black. You know, blackness. Like black lightning, it always has to be part of their character every time they make a movie. You can't just have a main character that just happens to be black. Like Tenant's the only thing that comes to mind when I think of that. It always like has to be part of their character, or there's a big deal made of it when the lead is black, just because of their likeness. And it's never I never hear the lead, though, which I think that you are on like a very like 
controversial side of like social media. This isn't no. This is <laughs> not me on controversy. This is me as a movie buff. I've seen mm-hmm. a million movies, and every time like a character is a person of color, it's because that's partial to the character. You can't, or it's a black story, or it's part of the, the character's culture or something. It's never like the main character just happens to be black. Like it's a venture sci-fi movie that's not even taking place on earth. And the main character just happens to be black. They're always white. It never just happens to be. Cause when you see like a black lead, you think like black Panther, Oh, it's cause he's at freaking Africa and it took and any other superhero, like mm-hmm. culture is not important. Like to, they just happen to be a superhero that's that Unpopular color. Thing. But when it took to finally getting like the first like black superhero, it took like a cultural thing. Then you see all these, all the black movies that get nominated for Oscars. It's always usually a true story about well, something like that. And like yeah. there's, and there are a lot of white safety movies like Green Book won Best Put, uh, Picture like four years ago. And mm-hmm. I mean, I like that movie. I'm Italian, but uh, it's a white savior movie. And you yeah. see that all the time. Okay. High, unpopular opinion. The only black thing about Black Panther was Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Now, this yeah, this this is coming out because African. If you talk to an African person, Richie, they do not identify as black. Yeah, I know. So that we movie we was talked not about this on. Well, and then you have your token white character. Yeah, yeah, you still have a token had white to character. In. But how is it that he was vilified though? That <laughs> movie. I'm <laughs> just talking about the movie because that's not black culture at all. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that. even he's a character from Africa, and the movie first places in Oakland, last places in Oakland. It touches on these American issues, even though the character is not from America or anything, which it's partially this Black Panther gets a pass because Ryan Coogler always talks about that in his movies, and Ryan Coogler is one of the ones where the leak can just happen to be black, like Creed and all that, and he's doing good stuff, and you'll see it more with more people of color, directors mm-hmm. coming up, but just a white director, storyteller, to just cast a black person as their lead character mm-hmm. and blackness not being part of their character you never see it. Like the only thing I can think of is Tenet. And that's because Christopher Nolan kept getting backlash because every character in all of his movies was white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think there are, there are the black things or the black movies. They're not like uh, very mainstream. Cause I grew up watching black movies my whole life. Cause like, I don't think I've seen a single black white person in, in Friday. I don't think there's a single white person in the movie Friday. Uh, think about I it. If they are, they're very minor. <laughs> and they must be behind the camera. Also, not a lot of characters in that movie. I mean, there are a lot of characters in Friday, like the people that was around watching Craig fight. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, Craig. that's true. Come on. Craig. <laughs> well, come on, I think Craig. it's just like there's movies that are specifically made for black people. Yeah, it's like. Tyler Perry. Say, say what you want. But yeah, I was going to talk about Tyler Perry. Like, Tyler Perry problematic sometimes, but, like... Oh, really? Man, why do I feel like I'm out of the loop? You what don't see... The, well, what people Perry talk do? about the way he writes women. What do you mean? Like, the way he writes black women a yeah. lot of the times. Like, like, he sticks to the tropes of, like, you know... Like, why did I get married? Angela. <laughs> like, it's funny, but it's like you play to those... She walked in with that uh, lingerie <laughs> Yeah, so it's like there's movies that are made like they're not made for white people. They're made yeah. for black people, and obviously like, no one's saying nobody else can watch them. But it's like you relate to them more because they're made for you. Whereas like something like you know like I don't know like a regular superhero movie. I mean, look at Green Lantern. It's played by a white man, and the only <laughs> black Green Lantern they have, everyone hates. I love him. <laughs> that but. is 
That's uh, false. John Stewart is the best Green oh, so Lantern by far. Richie, do you know how much John Stewart slander what? I have seen? If you watch the cartoons Justice League and Justice League I Unlimited, he's no. by far the best character. And Hal Jordan is he trash, is. and John Stewart is. is by far the best. I was not disagreeing. I was just talking to the public. Man, if you, <laughs> I respect all opinions, but if you don't think John Stewart's the best <laughs> Green Lantern, then you're just wrong. Yeah, but it's just like you look, like you look at stuff like that, like in the movies and stuff. And even see like people calling Viola Davis the Black Meryl Streep. Like she's not the Black Meryl Streep. She's Viola Davis. I have she's a friend like, that loves Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Well, she's great. She, I mean, she's an Who icon. Is? Wait, wait, tell me, tell me. Tell me a movie Viola Davis played in. Uh, I, I Suicide sure. Squad, Fences. 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 Fences Shout out to the Pittsburgh movie. movie. Fences was like, she was so good in that movie. And you, well, How to Get Away with Murder is a TV show, but that's like, Annalise Keating is one of her like, yeah most famous role yeah. she was amazing yeah. in How to oh get she away was in her. the help yes yeah she won the that's op- another white savior movie that is another one <laughs> that's what i couldn't <laughs> think of it because i knew like so i couldn't think of it but uh mm-hmm. yeah she won she won the oscar for fences right i mean she should have if she didn't but <laughs> i'm, I'm pretty sure be, she did i'm gonna be honest uh i haven't watched the oscars in a while because you know that whole hashtag oscars so white thing. yeah oscars are rough the fact that michael b jordan creed didn't get nominated still irks me mm-hmm. uh to this day but yeah and i really thought i was so shocked when parasite won because I, I was like but now i feel like sometimes they're just doing on purpose like green book winning mm-hmm. green book should not have won i love green book but it should not have won and i think what and that's another white savior movie and that's well, i mentioned like five times this podcast all right but like that winning i feel like a lot of that's just them saying like oh look how diverse we are look at all this <laughs> well they gotta clean up the slack after everyone came after them. look at this we gave mahershal lee another yeah. oscar look how diverse we are look moon knight won over la la land look at that look how diverse we are, are you mad about that i know you love la la land <laughs> they're both great movies i wasn't mad about that but i'm just saying like i just don't it doesn't feel genuine mm-hmm. i have a question so mm-hmm. i feel like every every like time i like hear anything about like diversity inclusion it's always like a like I'm not trying to be a coon or anything, or but I, I always feel like it's always like black people trying to bash like like white people, but like in like a very like disrespectful way. How do you think that we'll get past that? Like, what's your point of view on it? Like, so, like, what specifically you like? Do you mean by that? Like, for example, like I'll be like uh, it'll be something and somebody like oh that old white dude or or they're calling like oh, uh crackers and stuff. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, like wait a minute, man, just like wait a minute. He ain't called you that. So chill. Be, be nicer about it. Because like when mm-hmm. we're we're up in arms about justice and stuff like that, I feel like yeah. we ain't got to go into far into like name calling or just like demonizing people. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we want equality, I feel like yeah, it's great to you know say things out loud. But like, how far do we actually need to go? And my question is, will we pass this? Will mm-hmm. we ever get over this hump of always calling one out just because of the color of their skin? I think that's the issue is our society is so ingrained in identity, race, gender, sexuality, ability level. So until we kind of move past that as a society, we're going to be stuck here. And we basically just come after each other for one part of ourselves. So there's a lot of like intersectionality and what I mean by that, like I'm a woman, but I'm also a woman of color. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have these kind of competing things within you and like multiple different things about you. So someone who may be like, when you talk about, especially like you talk about like black queer people, it's like, 
we have to acknowledge like yes this person is just a person like who they are and who they love and what they identify as has nothing to do with anyone but themselves and the person they decide to be with so i think it's just like recognizing that what goes on behind closed doors when it comes to a person identifying themselves has nothing to do with society that's how we're gonna get past it because it's like who i want to end up with who i love my skin color my hair whatever it is should not be an issue for anyone but of course it is because that's the way our society was built how it was formed it was built on very european ideals and praising a certain standard so you have to act a certain way you have to look a certain way to be considered successful to be considered beautiful so ignoring that and realizing we're all just people is really like the only way that diversity and inclusion won't really be necessary anymore i also want to bring up so uh alex spoke at the wisconsin Bra- uh, broadcast awards where marquette wire kind of queen house not gonna <laughs> one more than madison madison uh, was mad low key. madison was real mad but <laughs> mad you hosted uh, a panel on diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. i attended it was a very good panel and there's two things i want to talk about that sort of brought the first one you didn't really bring up but something i noticed when i was there because when i went to that session it was the one with about the least amount of people of all of them and there's yeah. only four of us and uh i just want to ask how do you get people like more comfortable like open to like talking about diversity and inclusion the biggest way i always do it is i talk about myself because people will feel more comfortable with you when they know you so i will fully say my own biases i will fully say my own experiences with things so when i talk about something like i'm gonna explain my perspective on something before i ask somebody else to do it so i'll talk about biases i know i have a bias in favor of women over men no shade to y'all y'all are very nice (laughs) it's more so older men um just because of my personal experiences in my life Mm -hmm. i was raised like in a very matriarchal home my family's mostly women so it's just the way I was raised the way I grew up and within that as well it's like I have a stronger affinity towards women of color especially like black and latin women because that's my own identity I don't keep myself away from other women but it's just like I feel more comfortable with them because we have something in common and I think that's the biggest thing is once you hear somebody else recognizing the things that they have a bias towards or the things that they've experienced in their lives you feel a lot more comfortable with someone to kind of talk to them and i don't expect everyone to like open up about their deepest darkest feelings in a group setting like if we're gonna talk about that it's gonna be like a one-on-one sit-down conversation or just like a small group thing because people get scared like they're scared of saying the wrong thing and i always quote hannah montana and i did this in the (laughs) session as well (laughs) (laughs) But, like, nobody's perfect. So it's like, you know, like, no one's expecting you to be perfect. We all have room to grow. The only thing I ever say is don't close your mind. Because when you close your mind and when you stop caring and when you stop progressing, you've lost. Another thing you brought up on the panel, which Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, is microaggressions. (laughs) Which we have not talked about yet. Microaggressions. Yeah, I hear this so much. (laughs) And, like, I, I think to myself, because um, microaggressions to me, I, I tend to like overlook them because like mm-hmm. I've had people be like, oh, what are you going to eat? You want some chicken? And I'm just like, you know what? I do want some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, go ahead. Sorry. No, 
if you have more to say, please. Oh, I don't wait. I'll comment on. Okay, one. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you're throwing my lesson back at me. Yeah, so I get a lot of microaggressions. Um, like I got them a lot when I was like younger. Uh, the biggest one I always get is you're so well spoken. <laughs> like, they're like you're so well spoken. You're so articulated. And it's always with that, like, tone that's like, oh, Alex, you're so articulated. I mean, Amon talked about this this morning. <laughs> Have you ever seen that TikTok where it's like, uh, it's a TikTok song where it's like, you know what? You're actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I know. A lot of people know that. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's getting me is yeah. the actually. And, and it's that tone. Yep. It, it's that tone where people come at you and they're just like, oh, you're worse. Because I get that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Until I like switch back and I'm like, yeah, what's up? Uh, and it's just like people can't understand. What code switching. About. It's yeah. so pre- like I notice myself doing it all the time. Code switching because it's you have to feel comfortable. Like they always say talk white on the phone. And I do catch myself doing it sometimes because it's just like I grew up in a predominantly white area. So the only people I really had was my family mm-hmm. to kind of talk to like normally. So it's like sometimes I have a little Spanish accent. I don't speak Spanish, but you know, like you don't speak Spanish. I don't. I know it's what? bad. And my dad's from Mexico, but I don't live with him, so that's mostly like why. Like I lived mostly with my mom, so like I spoke it a little bit as a kid, but I speak some. I would never call myself fluent because <laughs> I just get scared <laughs> um, to speak full Spanish with a fluent speaker. But I do have like the accent. Like I can talk in the accent. Um, and if I did like have a sentence to read in Spanish, like I could read it with an accent and like sometimes that'll slip out, especially with S's and stuff like that. And it's just like I catch myself like I'm like, oh, I'm like I'm slipping into my Spanish accent, like <laughs> yeah. roll it back. Or if I'm like talking on TV, mm-hmm. like you have your anchor voice, and, you know, that's very like serializes like everyone's got the same kind of voice the tone of voice especially in news today in houston yeah it's like today in houston it is 76 (laughs) degrees i've noticed that yeah talking i'm on oh my god anytime i'm on talks to somebody from mississippi on the phone (laughs) i can't understand that my daddy and he'll speak in an irish accent when he talks to his Mm -hmm. mom and uh down on the phone but yeah that's something that like I feel like a lot of people do, but the Mississippi gets me. The one time we were calling Papa John's, and Amon answers the phone, and the guy's like, "You from Mississippi?" Say, like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Mississippi." And from then on that out, I could not understand a word. <laughs> I, you know, it changes. You know, like when you're talking about certain things, your voice changes. Like yeah. if you're talking about something serious, like your voice gets a little more serious. But if you're just, you know, hanging out with your friends, like you can talk. I realized it yesterday that I was bilingual because mm-hmm. ebonics is technically it bi- is a different language and i was like ain't no way i'm, I'm, I'm bilingual <laughs> I, I, should, I, I wanted to put it in my instagram bio mm-hmm. I, might, I might put it in my instagram bio <laughs> you should hey that's that's crazy um oh i know some gay curse words i'm not oh my <laughs> so that's how that's how my grandma would yell yeah. this. <laughs> but uh i also want to ask we talked a little bit before this podcast about just guys saying stupid stuff about <laughs> girls and i want to ask about like guys getting their two cents on women and thinking they know so much like things that just like kind of irk you that guys say about girls oh. <laughs> I, love, I was just having an argument well not an argument i was really just trying to make my friend mad because mm-hmm. she's a feminist and i and i just was saying a bunch well, of, i'm a feminist no no no, no they're <laughs> a different type of feminist but okay she, so like you know you have like postmodern feminist liberal uh-huh. fem- feminist like constructive feminist and they all mm-hmm. disagree with each other yeah so like it depends on like what but she's like a liberal feminist mm-hmm. and i was just saying things to make her mad yeah. just because i like to get a rise out of people sometimes 
But go ahead. No, I, yeah. No, continue. Oh, like, yeah. So I, one the one thing that I, I said to her was um, we were talking about a wage gap. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking in my head, I was like, man, what's something I can say to make a man? And I was like, oh, I got something perfect. I said, wait, you believe in the wage gap? She was like, yeah, the wage gap is definitely a thing. I was like, well, if the wage gap is a thing, why don't companies fire all men and hire all women? <laughs> 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 they save so much money. I always see me jokes like, well. It's their fault they pick, you know, lower paying jobs like guys will be doctors, like oh all that. Then girls will be <laughs> women doctors. doctors. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, but back to answer my question about what what do guys yeah. say that just irks you? Oh my, there's so much. Like, I don't know. Like, the one thing that always used to bother me because my high school was predominantly white, and the one thing was my friends would always say like, "Oh, he probably only wants to date you because you're exotic looking." Like, really? you're so exotic. exotic. And I get that from old men, too. Like, older men. Older white men? It's especially older white men. Especially <laughs> older white men who were, like, alive before loving passed. Mm-hmm. And they, like, got married before loving um, for interracial marriage. Uh-huh. My mom and myself will get hit on a lot by, like, older white men who, like, oh, if I was 30 years younger... You look like a mermaid. You from the <laughs> islands, girl. Like I'm like a mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like uh, under the sea. <laughs> like, okay. So that's the one thing I'm always like, oh my god, like just like gross stuff like that, like just really gets under my skin. Or like the smile thing for sure. Like what? you should smile more. Oh. I'm like, what do I have to smile about? I'll say one person said that to me one time. And it was the worst feeling I've ever exactly. had really? in my life. And, like, I want to ask you about it because, like, I've never been, like, catcalled before or something. <laughs> I got catcalled three times in my life. Only three? Like, that I've, like, heard. Like, okay. One time I was walking on my cat, walking, like, down the street over there. A lady w- rode down her window. She was like, hey, hey, come here. Come here. You the tall one, black one. Come here, boy. Uh, I was like, whoa. Well, I'll say, like, <laughs> older black women, but it's, like, genuinely, like, they call you, like, sugar and stuff, and it just it makes you that's feel different. good. That's yeah, different. Yeah, that is different. That's but, like, that's the yeah. only time I'm just off the street I've been complimenting. That just makes me feel good. But, like, yeah. older black women, just, like, when they say sugar, it just makes you feel warm, mm-hmm. you know? It just, like, turns into a pile of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I will say I've never gotten cat called more in my life than I have been on this campus. Really? really? Yeah. Oh. The bus stops are, oh, my God, oh, the worst. Come on, step up your game, Mark. <laughs> it's not the Marquette students. Yeah. <laughs> it's Milwaukee, man. Step yeah. up your game, Milwaukee. Well, it's just like sometimes it's scary, though, because it's like someone will be driving in a car. I'm walking home by myself, and it's yeah. like someone's like driving all slow, and then they roll down their window, yell at me. And I almost was one time I was walking by the 7-Eleven, and it's like, I'm walking, I'm alone. I look busted, by the way, so I don't even know why he was catcalling me. <laughs> I feel like, girl, <laughs> wait, time on top, I'm going to stop you right yeah. there. I think girls think men pay attention to them like they pay attention to themselves. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, a guy yeah. could care less what your hair looks like. Like, girls do all that to get their hair done, <laughs> wash their face. A guy. Wash your face, you like, know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, a guy see you and be like, that's a woman with two legs. Hey, yeah. like you, you ain't even gotta look good. It's just like you don't even have to have two legs, man. Be a ain't it, man. You could be, you could be hopping. <laughs> well, you want to talk about that? That's something I saw too. Is the women who are in wheelchairs get, or even just people in wheelchairs, get assaulted at a much higher rate than yeah. women who are not. How do they get? And it's definitely like do it's they pick them out, of, pick them up out of their chair or something. You can't get away. Uh, That's why it's yeah. so much and higher. Like, girls are taught so much about how like 
dangerous that he's got now growing up with an older system and she's mm-hmm. got pepper spray all that like uh learning how to like defend for herself and all that and uh uh one girl i met on we were walking home both at the same time and she could tell i was a marquette student so she asked me like it's late night she's like can you walk me back to my dorm yeah it's like not safe out here did you know her no i didn't know her but she knew i was a marquette student so so she just asked a random guy sometimes like that's something you look for i like i always look i'm like do i see people with backpacks who are look like they're probably yeah i college w- had a backpack i w- was wearing a marquette shirt mm-hmm. she asked me if i was doing when she first came up to me and then was like that because i mean you had a little trust if they were I, don't marquette they, I don't think they'd ever ask me i would you think so i would well that's cause but i don't care that's yeah, like yeah it would not like bother me because i definitely get that um that definitely like i'm like yeah. i scare people vibe because like sometimes like if i'm walking and i don't have a smile on my face people just like or like people that know me they're like oh mm-hmm. my gosh Amon, are you okay why aren't you smiling because i'm i'm not like smiling and talking and stuff they're like i'm like man i ain't gotta be like happy and smiling <laughs> jigaboo all the time it's just like wait a minute <laughs> yeah well and it's that's the thing that my mom always taught me growing up she's like you need to walk with like your face dead like angry and walk like with a purpose because she's like you do not want to be like smiling at every person you pass because you don't know who's going to take it the wrong way that's a that's a fair point yeah because i was mm-hmm. always taught like the opposite because just like you see someone walking past somebody like you're supposed to be nice to them but like it's different obviously mm-hmm. for me and you come from two different backgrounds but yeah is it like i don't know just like living with that looming threat because i never think about it i'm never like walking around like oh this, mm-hmm. this might happen i might get sexually assaulted or something or like at a party and everything think about any of that and i saw my one friend she was like scared at this one party because it was at a frat and she saw somebody put somebody in a drink and it's like it's a scary thing it's just like something i don't really have to live with like i don't ever think about mm-hmm. it i mean with me if i'm going out with somebody even if i want to go home i'm not leaving till my friends are leaving and i'm not leaving without my friends I, if they need to go to the bathroom, I'll hold your drink. I have my hand over the drink. I'm not letting anyone touch my drink. I'm not letting it get set down and then come back to it. I'm mm-hmm. watching my drink because it's, you never know. And I would never, like, if something happened to my friend and it was because I was not there with them, mm-hmm. like, I would never forgive myself for that. You know, um, I don't, I don't really like parties, mm-hmm. but, um, like I don't go to parties, but one of the main reasons I don't go to parties is because I go to a PWI, and I'm I, like I have like this fear because it was this it was this dude who uh, like he's in he was in jail I don't know if he's still in jail but he was in jail for like a uh, sexual assault mm-hmm. facing like a lot of time for kissing a girl a white girl he was a black dude mm-hmm. and, I, and I was I always think in my head like man. I can't go to any of these parties because <laughs> a white girl say anything about me I can't say nothing back. Mm-hmm that that'll make me believable even if i got people that comes to my like my protest or something like since she's a girl and and white and i'm like black and like i wear do-rags all the time and i'm like six four yeah. it's yeah. just like mm, that doesn't look too good for me it's and civil like, yeah. civil cases like that's always he said she said and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a culture i feel like a white girl versus a black man most people in America are going to trust the white girl more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you want to talk reality. about like that, like look at Gabby, the Petito. whole Gabby case, but Gabby <laughs> Petito, yeah. Yeah. like how many other women of color or even men were abducted and no one did anything about it. And right. that's the thing too. It's like yeah, the whole country in uproar. People forget like, it's not just like women that can be assaulted or even femme presenting people. It's 
men get assaulted too it could be by other men it could be by other women it could be by anybody so it's like that's another thing to kind of like we always focus so much like women could be under attack women could get their drug like drugs in their drink something like that get drugged like assaulted but it's like men get the same and that, nobody talks about it that, that's crazy because um have you ever met my friend tyler the one we went to the yeah. uh he he got um drugged twice really like um he works at a bar mm-hmm. and like i remember one time he was telling me a story of him and he was just like driving home from the bar and next thing he know woke up he woke up back in the parking lot in the bar with throw up all over his pants and he said he couldn't remember whatever it was but he said like that he's pretty sure that he got roofied he was yeah. like, that's the second time it's happened. I was like, man, that's crazy. He's a good-looking guy, though, so I can mm. understand. That's how you end on a good note. <laughs> Come on, you're the editor yeah. of Diversity. Tell you, I'm going to show you a picture after the video. <laughs> I'll, I'll look forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, like that. It's like, were were you ever told what to do, like, in those situations? Nah, I was never to, on the lookout for like yeah. no sexual harassment. I was always, to be honest, I can't remember anything that my parents or anybody ever taught me about women. It's like all what I've like seen, and most mm-hmm. of the time when I've seen stuff like that, the guy was guilty because I grew up in a majority black neighborhood, and like it, when it got like. When a guy got pressed charges, because most times like a hood dude or something like that. Like, like when my mom was like getting like the uh, uh, not a sexual assaulted, but like is assault. Yeah, beat up. Like assaulted. domestic violence. Yeah, domestic violence mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Of course, he was guilty of it because I've seen him. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, I was never really told anything about that. It's just like just I basically learned from the media. It's kind of like how. Uh, Kind of like how black people learn about sex in 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 life. Like our parents don't sit down. And, I don't know if your parents ever sat down and talked to you about it, or you, Richie. No, never. But yeah, I just learned about it from the culture. Just like I went to school, somebody was like, "Hey, man, watch this video." I was like, "Okay," and then it just like went from there. Yeah, I would say for me, like I definitely learned about it because like my mom was like just worried about it. I'm her only kid, so mm-hmm. and I'm her only daughter, and she grew up with all like sisters, so it's just like she's had experience like i don't obviously like that's not my story to tell yeah but she's had experience with stuff like that and it's just like she always wanted me to be prepared for those kinds of situations so that i knew how to defend myself how to fight back like she always told me if someone's chasing you you don't yell help you yell fire no one's gonna come and help you but they will call the fire department to yell fire if you yell fire so it's like things like that like she just taught me yeah people i mean that's you right. could be screaming help and I would people just walk business. on by. That's just something. I but if you said fire, business. it's like, then it's like, oh my God, somebody call 911, the fire department. I never thought about that. I never heard it. Because I know yeah. someone's like, my parents sort of talked about because I have an older sister. Mm-hmm. And so I heard from there. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I learned a lot of that. And it's like, it's always a thought, like, seeing her go out, but, and all that, like, all the stuff that can happen and I'm not with her. And if my brother's not with her or something, or she's at college, she's all alone. Like this stuff can easily happen. There's like no way we can yeah. defend her, or help her. And I feel like if, but the thing about that though, is though she is all alone, if we try to like help them out, then it's like perpetuating the stereotype that women need like a strong, like man. And you know, some women like are mm-hmm. against that stereotype. They don't want to be always yeah. like looked after. Well, by it's a guy. different for 
siblings like yeah yeah i know it's different for siblings but just like women in general like yeah. even even siblings might get that way sometimes they're like mm. i don't even, that's like, definitely a thought that before we ask the last question i would say like what do you think about that like mm-hmm. you yeah. do have that thought like oh they should be accompanied by a strong man you know yeah, i mean yeah like the thought does sometimes like irk me because it's like but it's the truth All right. though. It, it, sometimes it is the truth especially if it's late it's like if it's late and i don't really know where i'm at like yeah i would want at least somebody with me if it's a guy whatever what about something something a gun I, I don't believe in guns but <laughs> what do you mean you don't believe like you don't think they're real like no no, no, no. like i don't <laughs> like believe like in like no, 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 like owning a gun like i don't believe in owning a gun really yeah i was never like we were never my dad my mom either household like we do not have guns hmm. so i like never like we had i have pepper spray and like my dad used to carry like a machete in the garage, what? but like he, <laughs> <laughs> he is bringing out a knife to a <laughs> But like we also just like we never like lived in a place that was like we yeah. had to have a gun like okay. that. And like yes, like I've had family members like my stepmom was from like Kentucky, so like they had guns. But like I've never owned a gun. My house, I've never had a gun in my house. And I think it was just like my mom was just like we don't we don't need the gun like there's like we just like we get through it another way and i like tasers are like a big thing i know they have the fake phone tasers which a lot of people would say like you throw that and then you run away because they think it's your phone Uh, so then they'll go after that so my mom always told me she's like you throw like there's always some kind of like way that my mom always taught me to kind of get around the thing of having like a gun like i would throw my stuff in the other direction and run the other way because usually they want my stuff stuff's replaceable your life's not but obviously, like, if they're at me, like, with a gun, like, I would just have to just, like, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, wait. I would just concede because it's, like, you can have my stuff. Okay. My, my, just don't I want to go me. back to the question where you said, yeah. like, you don't believe in guns. Do, yeah. Do, is that, like, a general thing for everyone or is it just, like, a for you? I would never tell anyone that I think they shouldn't own a gun. It's their um. prerogative whether they want to have a gun or not. But for me personally, I just – I think a lot of things would be solved if we had a little bit more gun control. Like, I am a person who believes in gun control. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I mean, you see, like, people who get, like, school shootings and stuff like that if they didn't have, like, easy access to, like, weapons. Would these things have happened? Like, stuff like that. Like, that's stuff that I see that, like, I think about a lot. But, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, family fire, too. Like, a kid might find a hidden gun. And then maybe, like, accidentally, like, hurt themselves or someone in their household. So, like, for me, like, my, like, belief is always just, like, you know, I just don't feel comfortable having it in my house. Okay. All right. Well, we are almost out of time. (laughs) Wait. Didn't you have one more question to ask? Yeah. We always end off (laughs) on a question asking how we can help and how we can Mm -hmm. get involved. I want to ask about how can we be more inclusive? Yeah. Never stop learning. Never stop being willing to grow. Um, really look inside yourself and see who you are, kind of like how you would identify yourself, how you want to be called in the real world, like things like that, like my pronouns, my racial identity, um, my name even, like those things are all important parts of your identity. And then just recognizing like people, regardless of their gender, regardless of their sexuality, their race, their ability level because let's be honest people always forget about people with disabilities like don't ever forget like every single person is human 
and regardless of what we believe in who we are unless they're physically hurting somebody else like who are we to tell them that they shouldn't be calling themselves this or shouldn't be doing that so just being respectful um obviously you know mm-hmm. if they're hurting you that's different <laughs> but just like just remembering that and always keep learning always keep asking questions ask people what they're comfortable with respecting like boundaries and things like that and just like remembering it takes time it's not a Rome wasn't built in a day <laughs> you're not gonna learn everything in one day either so just like be kind Thank you, Alex, for coming on. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really did have a great time talking with y'all. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. (laughs) Well, this has been It Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lines. And I'm Amon Elwitz. Peace, y'all.